Hello and welcome to Mirror Talk. We have moments where we just have to pause. Just pause and take a break and reflect on life. Remember, you are strong, you are enough, you are capable, you are blessed and you are loved. Your moment of greatness starts now. Today's guest can be described as a warrior. Um, he has been expelled from college twice, but today has a master's degree. He was a drug addict and alcoholic close to death, but today has over 35 years of sobriety, owned his own business, was a therapist in private practice, and today is an author, a speaker, a trainer, a life coach, a father, husband, and former drummer in a rock band. How are you doing, Randy? I'm doing great. I am so thrilled to be here with you today. This is awesome. I'm so excited about everything I'm going to learn from you today. So um, I was reading about your story on randyspeaks.com. You wrote that you are personally a warrior and a survivor who has metaphorically battled dragons, survived quicksand, overcame raging um, rapids, and was lost in the jungle but found his way out. Um, can you share this story with me? Sure. You know, I was raised in the type of family that everybody thinks that they want. You know, we had always had food on the table, a very nice roof over our head. Um, I went to private schools. We went on elaborate vacations. You know, I had everything on the outside. But on the inside, I never really felt like I fit in. I never felt like I was enough. I always felt like I had to be more and do more. And it got to a point where I was so lost with that incongruence of what I had and who I was. And I never really figured that out. And I got trapped in that whirlpool of drugs and alcohol. And, you know, this is back in Los Angeles in the late 70s and the early 80s. And there was just a lot of decadence going on. And I just got involved and it went out of control very quickly. Um, by the time I was 21, um, I had a heart attack from a cocaine overdose, but that didn't stop me. So I was doing cocaine and alcohol and marijuana and hallucinogens, whatever came my way, I was doing it. And I just really lost myself then. And I used to see drugs and alcohol as being the solution when actually it was the problem. And it got to a point where I was expelled from college, I got fired from jobs, and it was always somebody else's fault. It was never my fault. And on May 16th, 1984, I got the letter from my college saying that I was expelled for the second time. And I thought, I don't want to do this anymore. So I went and got a bottle of Bacardi 151 and I drank the whole thing. And I had some marijuana and I smoked that and I had some cocaine and I did that. And I didn't even really get high. And I thought, I can't even do that anymore. I thought, you know what? I'm done. So then it was like, it's time to check out. And I was going to leave a note on my bedroom door that said, don't come in, just call 911. I was going to sit in the bathtub so that I didn't make a mess for anyone to have to clean up. And I was going to use a knife and I was going to cut my wrists. And I knew that you cut down and not across if you were serious. But then I thought, well, can you cut one and switch hands and cut the other? I don't know. Well, maybe I'll just slice open my throat instead. So I got up and I looked in the mirror to see where to start. And I made eye contact and went, oh, my God what are you doing? You don't want to die. And all of a sudden it occurred to me, you have a drug problem. 
And it was like, you know, from the outside, it's like, well, duh, of course you do. But I had no idea until that moment. And that's why the denial of addiction is so strong. You know, people can go around saying, hey, you have a problem. But until the person's ready to see it, there's nothing you can do. So at that moment, I realized I needed help and I didn't know what to do. So I ended up calling a hotline and I talked to the woman there for about 45 minutes. And I really believe that she saved my life. You know, she gave me the one thing that I needed, which was hope. And from that point forward, I decided I was going to turn my life around and I found a support network and I found a therapist who specialized in addiction. And I have not used cocaine since that night. And 11 days later, I had a drink and thought I could only have a couple and I ended up having more than a couple. And I got drunk and spent all my money on alcohol. And I thought I have a problem with alcohol too. So May 27th, 1984 was the last time I put any mind altering substance in my body. So I've been sober, God, 36, almost 36 and a half years. And I got my life back and I went back to school and got my bachelor's and got a master's. And then I wanted to write a book, so I wrote a book. And then I applied for this job at a university and they hired me and I thought, whoa, I used to get kicked out of colleges, now I'm gonna go work for one. So I'm proof that anything is possible in your life as long as you get out of your own way. And that's been my perspective ever since. It's like my own worst enemy lives between my ears. And I need to start treating myself like my own best friend rather than my own worst enemy because my best friend can make a mistake and, and say, God, Randy, I just made that mistake. I just don't feel good enough. And I'm like, no, but you are. It was just a mistake. But yet when I would make a mistake before, what would I tell myself? Man, you're such a loser. You are not good enough. Other people do this with no problem. So I needed to change my self-talk and I needed to start treating myself like my own best friend. And I believe that life gives us hurdles sometimes, but we have a tendency to turn those hurdles into walls. And if we just let those hurdles be hurdles, we can do anything. You know, I even heard about this guy who was living in Nigeria that wanted to study engineering and move to another country. And he moved all the way to Germany in order to study engineering. Oh, what a story. You know, because it would, there were so many obstacles that could have got in his way. But he said, yeah. no, this is important to me. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it happen. And then he went on to say, but you know what? I don't just want to do engineering. I want to help people. I want to make a difference in the world. I want to do yeah. a podcast. And people are probably saying, <laughs> you want to do a what? A podcast? Are you crazy? No. So four months ago, he ended up doing it. And now today, the energy yeah. that I bring and the energy that he brings get to come together. I mean, what a beautiful world we live in when we just clear away those obstacles and know that we are enough and that we can make a difference in the world and that we yes. can make an impact in a positive way. So mm. anything is possible as long as we get out of our own way. That, that, that's awesome. That's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much for that explanation. <laughs> but um, I'll also take you back a little to your story that you shared with me now. You talked about, you know, um, having this addiction and, you know, this alcoholic, um, the alcoholism and as in drinking a lot. What um, took you so far to that level? I mean, is it, were there like um, triggers that led you to take more drugs or get more addicted to drugs? Or You know, it's kind of like this. It's like the whirlpool. You know, mm. Picture a whirlpool in, that you see in the ocean or in a 
bathtub where the water just on the outside, it kind of swirls. But the more you get to the inside, it starts going faster and faster and pulling you into it. Addiction Mm. is like that. At the beginning, it's like, hey, you need to be careful with how much you're using and drinking. No, 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 it's fine. I can stop anytime I want to. I just don't want to. And then Mm. it starts to get faster and you start to get pulled in. It's like, dude, you really need to stop. No, 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 really, I'm fine. And we start to feel on the inside like we're out of control, but we can't let people know that. So Mm. we attempt to keep this facade going. I mean, I had the signs all along. I mean, when I had a heart attack at 21, I mean, Mm. hello, there's a problem here. And then my solution was, well, just don't do that much anymore. Or I'll quit cocaine and I'll just drink more. And then the drinking gets out of hand. Oh, I better mellow out on the drinking. And then I smoke more marijuana. Oh, that's starting to get out of control. And then I do more cocaine. So it was kind of like, I call it switching seats on the Titanic. A sinking ship all the way. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter where you're sitting. Ship's still going down. So the only way to help yourself is to get off the ship. And you, you sat in the bathtub that moment. You saw yourself in the mirror and... Did you feel ashamed of yourself or what did you feel at that moment? Oh, I was ashamed. I I was disgraced. Um, I was humiliated. I mean, it was all the negative feelings of, God, look what your life has come to. This is disgusting. Oh, look at you. But there was that one little piece, like that little voice that said, go get help. Hmm. You can, you can do this. And I didn't know for how long I could do it. I had no clue, but I just knew I had to talk to somebody. It's not like, oh, I'm going to call the hotline now and talk to somebody. And I picked up the phone and dialed the number. It wasn't like that. It took me 45 minutes to actually make the phone call because it was like, well, what do I say? I don't know. And what if they ask me a bunch of personal questions and what do I say? I, I don't know. And it took me the longest, took me 45 minutes to actually press all the numbers and wait for someone to answer. Mm. And she answered the phone call, Be Sober Hotline. I said, yeah, hi, um, I think I have a drug problem. And she was like, well, that's what we're here for. What, you know, what's going on? And, and that led to the whole conversation. And an hour and a half later, I hung up thinking, wow, I think I can do this. Hope, it's all about hope. How have you been able to work on your self-esteem from that moment, you know, from that very low point in your life going through addictions and suicidal thoughts to this moment now when you are a TEDx speaker and author and doing a lot of things. How have you been able to work on your self-esteem from that moment to this point? Oh, it was hard, (laughs) especially at the beginning. Building self-esteem is not easy. And it was probably, I was probably 25, 26 years old, maybe a year or two sober. And I remember one day I was watching TV and this commercial came on. That said, do you want to feel better about who you are? Do you want to raise your self-esteem? Buy our product, grow more hair, and you'll have more (laughs) self-esteem. And I remember thinking, what? My Mm. self-esteem depends on how many follicles I have on my head? I mean, that just sounded so ridiculous. And I started to realize that our society teaches us and gives us this image that if we drive the right car, we have a certain label on the back of our shirt. If we have a certain number on the scale or make a certain amount of money, then that gives us more worth and value. And Mm. I've realized that it's all a lie. You know, I was raised with all the money and all the stuff, but I was still miserable on the inside. So it made me realize that ego and self-esteem are not connected. 
Ego and self-esteem are opposites. They're on opposite ends of a continuum. That when I reinforce my ego, I'm denying my self-esteem. When I build my self-esteem, it has nothing to do with my ego whatsoever. Mm. So I started to realize that and I started to put this concept together. And as I was going to class and doing well in school or not doing well in school, realizing that who I was had nothing to do with whether I got an A or a C. That was just my ability in that class. It was not a distinction on who I was. And I started to look at the things that we do to keep ourselves down, the things that we do to turn life's obstacles or life's hurdles into walls. And yes. I started to realize that there were things I could actively do to raise my self-esteem and let go of my ego. And the more I started doing those things, the better I felt about myself. Yeah. And opportunities just started to present themselves in my life. It was awesome how life started getting better when I was enhancing my self-esteem and letting go of my ego. Can you define self-esteem? What does it mean to you? Can you give me like a two-sentence or three-sentence definition for self-esteem? Oh, that's an easy one. How you feel about yourself first thing in the morning looking in the mirror. How do you mm. feel about that person looking back at you? And, you know, if you want to do the continuum on a one to ten, do you feel like... Your, how you feel about yourself as a five? Is it a seven? Is it a nine? Is it a two? So it's taking that look at how do I feel about me? And, you know, it's so cool. Nowadays, I wake up in the morning and, you know, my hair's all over the place and I still have wrinkles on my face from sleeping in a weird position. And I look in the mirror and I smile. And sometimes I'll make a funny face. I'm like, you know, I'll just do something because I want to make myself laugh. You know, when you can start your day with a laugh or a smile, you know, but it used to be I would look in the mirror and and I look at myself and I'd be like, oh, you're so disgusting. And why? How would I feel good about myself if that's the first thing that I think about myself first thing in the morning? So that's the definition of self-esteem. How do you feel about that person looking back at you first thing in the morning? And and if it's not that good, yes, you can change that. You can start mm-hmm. to feel better about who you are. You've mentioned a tip already on how to um, boost your self-esteem, like by looking at yourself in the mirror and saying word of affirmation to yourself, making yourself laugh, making yourself smile. Do you have other tips or strategies on how to boost self-esteem? Oh, absolutely. I have a whole bunch. In fact, I have an online workshop that details all the things that people can do. And my book, The Ego Cleanse, really details how to do that. But just some tips for here. Uh, One of the things I talk about are the obstacle words that get in our way. Those words that we use that turn those hurdles into walls. Uh, Mm. Words such as can't. I mean, if you would have said to yourself, I can't leave Nigeria and go study in Germany, what would happen? Mm -hmm. I can't do it. It turns that hurdle into a wall. But instead, you found a way to work through that. It's not that you can't. It was, I'm scared. Or it might be difficult. There are going to be things I need to walk through. But you kept walking forward. And you made it happen. So it's not about can't. And I hear people, I can't lose these last 10 pounds. I can't get out of this relationship. I can't ask my boss for a raise. I can't go look for a better job. I can't. Can't turns a hurdle into a wall. But if it's not, I can't. It's, I'm afraid to. I don't know how. I need to get help with this in order to make it happen. So can't is one of those words that we need to get rid of out of our vocabulary. 
Um, another one is try. Oh, I'll try to exercise more. I'll try to sleep better. I'll try to be there. I'll try. Well, I think trying is lying. We use that <laughs> word try like it really means something, and it doesn't mean anything at all. You know, an exercise that I do when I'm in front of an audience is also, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you all, if you're physically able, to raise your arm, and, and everyone raises their arm. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll say, okay, now I want you to not raise your arm. And everyone just sits there. I'll say, okay, what I want you to do now is try to raise your arm. And usually people raise their arm. I say, no, no, no. Don't raise your arm. Try to raise your arm. And they look at me kind of confused and then they don't raise their arm. And I'm like, no, no, no. I didn't say don't raise your arm. I said, try to raise your arm. Oh, that's confusing. Exactly, right? <laughs> I don't know what that yeah. means. Yes. Because confusing. there's no such thing. Either you do it or you don't. Yes. I'll try to get an A on that test. No, do the best you can. And sometimes you get an A, sometimes you don't. Mm. I'll try to get, you know, I'll try to be there on time. Now I'll try to lose these 10 pounds. No, mm. if you really want to do it, you know, I live in Orlando, in the land of, you know, Disney and Mickey bars and churros and all the treats of Disney. Yes. For me to say, oh, I'll try to lose weight. No, do I really want to? And the answer today, no, I don't. And it's okay. Because <laughs> yeah. you know what? If my best friend was 10 pounds heavier or 10 pounds lighter, would I care? No. no. So why do I give myself such a hard time about that? And especially right now with the stress of COVID and everything going on right now, we need to be gentle and kind to ourselves and not yeah. give ourselves a hard time for sitting in front of the TV all day. Oh, I should be doing something else. I'll try mm. to exercise more. No, you know what? Let's just do the best we can and get through this. You know, I find that anxiety and depression are so more, so much more accentuated right now because we're being so hard on ourselves. Let's give ourselves a break and be kind and gentle. So by looking at the words that we use, if we can get rid of our can'ts and our shoulds and our tries and just let ourselves be who we are, it, that's yes. one of the tips that I give people on how to raise self-esteem is to be yes. more kind and gentle with yourself. Wow. Be more kind and gentle with yourself. Wow. That's, that's what I'm taking away from this. Yeah, that is mm -hmm. wonderful. Wow. Um, earlier, you mentioned um, ego. So um, I would love you to differentiate between ego and self-esteem. How can I differentiate between my ego and my self-esteem? Uh, great question. <laughs> okay. Here's a really good way to mm -hmm. determine the difference. There's a difference between being confident, which is self-esteem, and cocky, which is ego. Mm. Ego is about what, are, what do people think of me? How is this going to look to other people? Mm. So the cocky person's like, hey, wasn't I really great with the way that I did that? Looking for that approval from the outside. Confident mm. is I'm going to go into this situation and do the best I can. I have a feeling I'm going to do really well because this is really in my sweet spot. But they're not looking for that outside validation. You know, another good example is the difference between being humbled by something and being humiliated by something. Hmm. The person high in self-esteem makes a mistake and they're humbled by it. And they're like, wow, I really blew it. Okay, what can I learn from this so it doesn't happen again? The person yeah. high in ego is humiliated. Oh my God, I made that mistake. What are people going to think? 
What are they going to say about me? How is this going to look to other people? So yes. if you're judging how you're doing by the response you're getting from other people, that's ego. You know, yes. self-esteem is how am I doing taking myself for the good, the bad, and the ugly. I am a horrible procrastinator. I put things off. I will oversleep sometimes. Yeah. I will hurt people's feelings without intending to. And if I do, I'm able to say, hey, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean for it to come off that way. So can can we repair that and redo it? Rather than, hey, if they'd hurt their feelings, it doesn't matter. I'm going to do what I want to do and, and feeling bad <laughs> inside. But it's like, oh, I don't want to admit that I made a mistake because yeah. that, you know, what are people going to think? They're going to think I'm not perfect. Well, nobody yeah. thinks you're perfect anyway. So those are some of the ways to tell the difference between ego and self-esteem. Talking about ego, um, can you tell me more about your book, um, Ego Cleansing, Becoming Your, best, your Own Best Friend? Can you tell me more about this book? Oh, I, I love that. This is, the book is a presentation that I've been doing for about 25 years. And I've had people for the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years saying, you need to put this in a book. And I was yeah. like, I would love to turn this into a book. But again, one of my issues, I am highly ADD. So it's very difficult for me to write. So yeah. I finally decided it was time to, to put the presentation on paper. And I found yeah. a ghostwriter who was phenomenal. And I said, help me write my book. And she did. And this mm. is the ego plan. So it's the presentation I've been doing for years. And now it's in book form that people can get on Amazon. They can get it through uh, my website. But it gives people all the tools they need in order to raise their self-esteem and let go of their ego. You know, people were saying to me, oh, it's too short. You need to make it like 300 pages. I was like, no, I'm not putting any fluff in there. You know, I want this to be a book about self-esteem and not, oh, yeah. look at me. I wrote 300 pages. It's like, no, yeah. I said everything I wanted to say in 130 pages. Yes. So yes. the book is 130 pages. And yeah. and it's everything that a person needs in order to build their self-esteem. Can you share like some tips on how to become your own best friend, like yeah. from the book? Sure. Uh, one of them, again, is to look at the way you talk to yourself and the way you treat yourself. And when something comes up, do you talk to yourself like your own worst enemy or do you talk like your own best friend? But another thing that I talk about in the book is about how I separate self, who we are, into four different parts, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And that to raise our self-esteem and become our own best friend, we need to exercise and nourish all four parts in a healthy way on a regular basis. Yeah. And in the book and in the workshop, I go into a lot of detail about all four parts and what we can do in each one of those. But by exercising and nourishing our mental self, you know, mm -hmm. like you go to school, you know, and, and you're exercising and nourishing that mental part all the time. Yes. But once someone is out of school, it's more difficult to do. But mm -hmm. to build self-esteem, we need to find other ways to do that, either crossword puzzles, Sudoku, or, you know, word games or some kind of way to exercise that mental self. And yeah. we've, what I found is that when people take a look at all four parts of self and exercise and nourish those on a regular basis, they feel better about who they are. Hmm. Wow. That's it's awesome. so simple. It's yeah. not easy, but it's simple. Because yeah. a lot of time, you know, I watch a lot of people who say, you know, I want to build my self-esteem. Show me how. That's like, mm. well, I'll give you the tools but you have to use those tools for yourself. 
It's like, no, yeah. can I, can't I lose 10 pounds in 10 days? I mean, give me that quick fix. It's like, no, that yeah. doesn't work. You know, building yeah. self-esteem is like training to run a marathon. It doesn't just happen overnight. It takes yeah. training and practice and, and running a mile before we can do a 5K and then a 10K and then a half marathon. We build ourselves up to it. And each way, it's important to acknowledge ourselves for the victory and not say, well, okay, it was just a 5K, but I really want to run a marathon. No, mm. be so proud of yourself for running the 5K. And building mm. self-esteem is the same way. It does not happen overnight. And it takes a lot of hard work. You know, going from where you were three years ago to where you are today, that's a yeah. lot of hard work. And you did it. And now you teach others how to do that too. And you find yeah. other people to inspire. I think what you do is just so awesome. I'm so glad you found me. Thank you so much. You know, because your light and my light together get to shine even brighter. And yeah. that's what we need yeah. in this world right now is we yes. need more light shining. We need more self-esteem and less ego. Ego is yeah. killing our society. Self-esteem mm -hmm. is going to save us. Yes. Well, in, in the journey of, you know, building up your self-esteem or boosting up your self-esteem, you know, sometimes we feel discouraged or we feel like, oh, it's taking too long. I'm feeling so down. What do you do at, that, at, at those points in your life when you're feeling discouraged? Yeah, you know what? I get discouraged sometimes. You know, I, I had this part-time job at Disney until two days ago when I got a call and they said, we're letting you go. And mm. I was so hurt. It was like, oh my God, my little Disney job. I'm going to yeah. miss it. But yeah. That's just a, a disappointment in life. But when I look at the whole of my life, you know, mm. I'm healthy, number one. Nice. I have my wife and my daughter and my mom and dad and my friends and all the people who love me and support me. And mm. I can either look at that one disappointment and just get sucked into the pit of depression. Or I can say, yes. okay, well, that's sad. But what can I do from here? And, mm. you know, this isn't the Great Depression. It's a recession, but it's not a depression. It's not yeah. the Spanish flu that wiped out a third of the population. I mean, there are so many worse things that we could go through. So I like to look at the positive and say, yeah, yeah this is sad and this is a bad situation. It could be yeah. a whole lot worse. But what can yeah. I do to feel better about my situation today? And the cool part is today I get to be on your podcast. Oh, man. That's awesome. It's so awesome. <laughs> so I can either put the focus on the positive or the negative because there's always positive and negative going on at all times. Yeah. But it really depends on where I want to put my perspective. So when I put this uh, perspective in the right place. Yeah, exactly. Be positive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I don't to be always positive, I think, is mm. setting ourselves up for perfection. You know, yeah. I think allowing ourselves to have our bad days, to yeah. have our, our sad moments or yeah. our angry moments or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Again, self-esteem is about being genuine. You know, I yeah. have about eh, 10 to 15 bad days a year. And it's okay. like I'll wake up and I just feel off balance. And yeah. I feel cranky and ornery and I don't want to talk to anybody and just leave me alone and just... Ugh. <laughs> yeah. And I allow myself to have those days. And I'll tell my wife, I'll say, um, I'm having one of my bad days today. She's like, okay, thank you for letting me know. I will steer clear of you today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, it's not about fixing it. Oh, I have to be happy all the time. You know, I'm this motivational speaker and an author and I have to be in a good mood all the time. 
No, yeah. because that's not genuine with who I am. I get sad. I get angry. I get discouraged. And I allow myself to have it just like I allow my best friend to have a bad day. I allow yeah. myself to have them too. And yeah. when I acknowledge it and let it happen, it doesn't seem to last as long. I'll say, okay, I'm going to allow myself to have a bad day today. And then halfway through, I'll get a call from a friend. And all of a sudden, I'm genuinely happy. It's like, okay, well, that didn't last too long. Wow. So wow. just allow yourself to be who you are and be yeah. genuine and authentic. If, if we can just do that, we raise the vibration of the planet and we are better people for it. And we're adding to the solution rather than being a part of the problem. I think you've answered the question I was going to ask already. Like, I wanted to ask you, um, I read, like, online that, you know, sometimes it's good to set um, a date or amount of time for the time you are feeling bad. Like, you say, okay, I allow myself to feel bad for two hours. After two hours, I have to shake myself up and, you know, feel good. Anyhow. But you, you just allow yourself to feel bad as long as it lasts. And yeah, as long as it lasts. But if it would be helpful to say, okay, for two hours, I'm going to allow myself to feel bad. Then mm. after the two hours, to say... Okay, do I want another two hours or am I good? <laughs> because sometimes the two, hour, yeah. the two hours might not be enough. And then you have mm. to stifle how you're feeling and put on a mask of, okay, I have to be happy. <laughs> now, if you're having a bad day but you, you know, you're scheduled to work that day, say, okay, mm. I'm having a rough day. I'm going to leave it here at home. I'm going to mm. go to work and do what I have to do. But then when mm. I come home, I'm going to be grumpy and upset again. Or just yeah. leave it in the car. You drive to work and it's like, oh, I just, oh, having such a bad day. Okay, I'm at work. Put the car in park. Okay, mm -hmm. let me leave it here. I'm going to put it on the passenger seat, my little <laughs> grumpy, ornery self. And I'm going to yeah. go to work and do the best I can and put on a smile and be there and do what I need to do. But when I get yeah. back in the car, my upset, ornery self is going to be sitting there waiting for me. And I'll put it back on and go home and have the rest of my day. Yeah, that's that's a good lesson, actually. Yeah. So um, on, on, on randyspeaks.com, I was reading about, you know, a lot of your projects and a lot of work you've done, like your TEDx um, speeches and a lot of other programs and your books. I mean, this, this is not the first book you're writing. So um, can you tell us more about your, your projects? What do you have that we have to stay in tune for or watch out for? Um. Well, I have, you know, right before COVID hit, I was about to start doing in-person workshops. Hmm. And this hit and it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm not doing that. And yeah. someone said, well, why don't you put it on tape, videotape it and put it on YouTube and put it on your website? And I thought, oh, yeah. good idea. So I recorded my workshop. Um, I put it on my website for $39.95. And I thought, you know what, though? There are people who are really struggling and I want to get that message out. But 39, 40 bucks is going to be too much for people. So I decided to, if all you can afford is $10, pay $10. But yeah. I want to take that a step farther. Um, and next week, I'm actually going to be working with the guy who did the video. Um, yes. I'm going to be putting the video out for free. Because oh, I've great. said on a couple podcasts, and I said, if I had a choice between helping a million people or making a million dollars, I'd rather mm -hmm. help a million people. And I really mean that. I mean, yeah, I'd really like to do both. But yeah. if I had to choose one, I would rather help a million people. So yeah. my goal now is to just make an impact and help people raise their self-esteem. So in a couple of weeks, actually, what I'll do for your listeners, if they yes. go to my website and they click on the workshop for yeah. 100 people, 
I'm going to yes. put a coupon code. If they put in the coupon code TOBI, T-O-B-I, their yes. workshop is going to be free. Wow, so that's, that's awesome. my gift to you because I am just so inspired by you. So wow. I'm going to, as soon as we log off here, I'm going to go and I'm going to put in a coupon code for a hundred people to get the workshop for free. Wow. Thank you so much. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's good. And, and that's good. the whole thing, I've been giving so many amazing gifts and one mm. of them is to share this message. So yeah. that's what I want to do and put it out there. So I have the online workshop. I have the book. Um, again, mm. you can go to Amazon and get the ego cleanse there, or you yes. can get it through my workshop. I mean, through my mm -hmm. website. Um, I also have cool little t-shirts on my website. I created yeah, these t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> um, it says best friend with an arrow pointed up to yeah. show I'm my best friend. I have another one yeah. called love yourself and my mm. favorite t-shirt. I came up with this idea. It's we over me that when mm -hmm. I have self-esteem, I want to make an impact in the world and yeah. ego is about me. Self-esteem is about we. So mm. I have a we over me t-shirt on my website and I, I really want this to be a movement out there too for people, you know, yes. with wearing a mask, you know, yeah. self-esteem says I wear a mask because I don't want to infect you just in case I'm asymptomatic. Me, yes. the ego, the me says you can't tell me what to do. You can't tell me to wear a mask. Well, mm. that is such a selfish way to look at it. We know that it protects people. So that's ego talking. And, yes. and that's why I want to spread this message of we over me. So mm -hmm. all of that is on my website. So apart from your websites, where, where else can we stay connected with you to get all updates and um, information from you? Um, I do have a Facebook page called Randy Speaks. There's a page mm -hmm. and a group. The group mm -hmm. is intended for people who want to share their journey on raising self-esteem, any quotes or pictures or just stories that they want to put there. The page is just informational things, inspirational things to help people on their journey. Uh, but I'm, I'm pretty active on Facebook. So through the Randy Speaks group and the mm. Randy Speaks page, I put a lot of information there too. So closing question, I just want you to give me two tips on how to cleanse my ego. <laughs> I have this very big ego. I want to cleanse it. <laughs> How do I do it? <laughs> okay. Number one, it's not as big as you think it is because you would not be doing this show if you were all ego. This show yeah. is about helping people become more aware, so it's about self-esteem. But here's the here's the secret. Okay, now don't tell anybody this. Okay. Okay? <laughs> when you're a speaker or an author or a podcast host, there has to be some ego there. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying totally 100% get rid of your ego. I mean, maybe there are a few people in the history of the world who have attained pure self-esteem like Mother mm. Teresa or Gandhi or Jesus. Mm. But it's very few people. The rest of us yeah. have some ego there. Even if you're 98% self-esteem, you're still 2% mm. ego. Be okay with that. You know, mm. so be okay. But it's not letting your ego take control. Recognizing that it's there. You know, I yes. recognize that, you know, when I get up in front of people and, and I do a presentation in front of a thousand people, I get nervous because there's that thought, what are people going to think? How am I going to do? But then it's like, okay, acknowledge that, let it be there, and then just go out and have fun. Do the best you can. And I yeah. tap into my spiritual and I'm like, okay, higher power, universe, God, whatever you want to call it. Let my words be your words. Let me be an instrument of 
your will and what I'm supposed to do. And then I get out and it's like, hey, everybody, what's up? And we have fun. So it's okay to have some ego. And you have made some incredible strides in in your life and with what you're doing. Of course, there's some ego there, but also come from that place of humility and that place of service. I find that if you come from service and humility and those are your overriding qualities, then ego will be there, but it's not going to overtake you. Hmm. Does that make sense? Um, yes, of course. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Coming from a place of service and um, humility. That's great. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate this. I've, been, I've learned a lot from you today. I've learned how to um, improve or boost my self-esteem and how to cleanse my ego. That's awesome. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me on. You were great. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I am eternally grateful for your time, your love and contributions. You mean a lot to me. Thank you once again for listening and sharing with your loved ones. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this journey on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and other platforms in the description. Stay blessed.